0: रहस्य Baba Gambiram रहस्य Baba Jigrant Jigrant जिग्रंत Sarja Bhagavan Kantyasa Bhagavan rahasya bhava gambhiram rahasya bhava gambhiram jigramt yatmanam atmanam jigramt yatmanam atmanam kathya susurjo bhagavan kathya susurjo gandharva sarasam gnanan gandharva sarasam gnanan bhava gambhiram Jigrant, yatman atman. Jigrant Yatmanam Atmanam Kantyasa Sarja Bhagavan Kandarbhap Sarasam Ganam Prabhup Shah Ganam Ganam Kāṅtyāsa-sarja-bhagavan gandhar Rahasya-bhāva-gambhiram bhava gambiram Jigrantyātmanam jigrantyatmanam atmana Jigrantyātmanam ātmanāt Kāṅtyāsa-sarja-bhagavan Kāṅtyāsa-sarja-bhagavan Gandhār-bhāp-sarasam-ganam gandharva Sarasam ganam. the Word for word, please repeat. Prahasya. Prahasya. Smiling. Smiling. Bhavagambiram. With a deep purpose. With a deep purpose. Jigrantyā. 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 Understanding. Understanding. Atmanam. 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 Himself. himself. Atmanam. Atmanam. By himself. By himself. Kantya, Kantya. By his loveliness. By his loveliness. Sasarja, Sasarja created. created. Bhagavan, Bhagavan. The worshipful Lord Brahma. The Lord Brahma. Gandharva, Gandharva. The celestial musicians. Celestial musicians. apsarasam, apsarasam and of the heavenly dancing girls, and the heavenly dancing girls. Dancing girls. Ganan, Ganan, the host of. of translation, by his divine grace, you Prabhupada With a laugh full of deep significance, the worshipful Brahma, then evolved, by his own loveliness, which seemed to enjoy itself by itself. The hosts of Kandarvas and upsaras Please repeat, with a laugh full of deep significance. With a laugh full of deep significance. The worshipful, Brahma, the worshipful Brahma then evolved by his own loveliness. His loveliness. Which seemed to enjoy itself by itself. Which seemed to enjoy itself, by itself The hosts of Gandharvas and Upsaras. The hosts of Gandharvas and Apsaras. Interesting. A little bit of turns and twists of the language there. <clears throat> he didn't evolve by his own loveliness. He evolved the Gandharvas and Apsaras by his loveliness. Just in case that's not clear. Purport. The musicians in the upper planetary systems are called Gandharvas. The and the dancing girls are called Apsaras. After being attacked by the demons and evolving a form of a beautiful woman in the twilight, Brahma next created Gandharvas and Apsaras. Music and dancing employed in sense gratification are to be accepted as demoniac. But the same music and dancing when employed in glorifying the Supreme Lord as Kirtana are transcendental and they bring about a life completely fit for spiritual enjoyment. prahasya bhava khambiram jigrant yat atmana kantya sasarja bhagavan yandharvapsarasan ganan With a lap full of deep significance, the worshipful Brahma, then evolved by his own loveliness, which seemed to enjoy itself by itself, the host of Gandharvas and Apsaras. Mokong Koroti bha chanam bhaṅkhamla so that same thing which is taken by the conditioned souls as sense gratification meant to be enjoyed with the demoniac cast namely music and dancing, that very same thing when employed in the service of the Lord becomes transcendental. So this is the uh, very important active principle in Krishna consciousness. Uh, The idea of renunciation doesn't mean simply abnegation of everything in and of the world, as some people think, uh, that is called false renunciation. Just cut off everything. Uh, Kappati, according to Rupa Goswami. Uh, he explains very nicely this principle of what is real renunciation and what is false renunciation anasaktasya vishayan yataram jitaha nirbanda krishna sambande yuktum vairagyam real renunciation is when anasaktasya vishayan one is not attached shakta means attachment vishayan vishaya means sense gratification so anasaktasya vishayan when one is not attached to sense gratification but uh, At the same time, one utilizes everything possible in the service of Krishna, then that is yuktam vairagya ucite. That is called actual renunciation. Yukta means connected. So, uh, Krishna explains that many places in Gita yukta haraviharasha, yukta chitasa, karmasu, yukta swapnala bodhisya, yoga bhavati dukkaha, where he says that. regulated um, eating and working and sleeping uh, is performed in such a way that it comes to the platform of yoga. And one who practices yoga, yoga bhavati dukkha, can mitigate all material pains by following this bhakti yoga system. So Krishna explains that very, very nicely in Bhagavad Gita, 6th chapter, uh, especially the yoga chapter. So um, a devotee's life is not meant to be a life of artificial or dry renunciation. No, no, everything is since gratification. I spit at the thought, I give that up. That is artificial. And we have seen over the decades in the Krishna conscious movement there have been those who tried to artificially give everything up but were unsuccessful and due to the uh, stringent nature of their austerities and their dry renunciation they fell down from the path because they tried to be too renounced and there's this phenomenon that takes place when one is trying to become renounced from something and it becomes a meditation uh, an intense meditation so much so that one is meditating on the very thing he's trying to renounce and then he ends up becoming a victim of that very thing he's trying to renounce he falls victim to enjoying that which he's trying to give up because he's so busy meditating on it, in a negative way, but it's still a meditation. So, uh, uh, these things are going on. But, actual renunciation means that all one's senses, all one's abilities, all one's talents, all one's desires, are proactively engaged in the service of Krishna and then one becomes uh, completely fulfilled and enlivened. Uh, when one is fully engaged, all the senses engaged in Krishna's service. So this is the secret in Krishna consciousness, is to always be engaged 24 hours a day in serving Krishna. With all the senses, including the mind, or beginning with the mind, uh, and this type of absorption is exhibited very nicely by Maharaj Amrit in the Shrimad Bhagavatam. Savaimana mm-hmm. Krishna pada vandey, vichanti vai kundu gananavarnayi, karal haler mandira marginani shu shutan chakatu chesat katodey. So his mind, Savai mana, krishna padaravindayar, his mind was always engaged in the uh, lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Para Aravinda, this Aravinda means lotus, Pada means feet, just like we sing every morning, vande grosi Chalana So charana means the feet and Aravinda means lotus. Pada Aravinda or Aravinda. Srila Prabhupada was given the name by his family of Abhaicharan, and then when he, which means fearless at Krishna's feet, and then when he took initiation from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, he added the Aravinda to his name, so he became Abhaicharanaravinda. One who's fearless at the lotus feet of Krishna. And indeed he was fearless in preaching Krishna consciousness all over the world. So he was given that name very appropriately. So, savai vana krishna padaravindayo vachamsi vaikunta gunadavane He engaged his power of speech, vacha, like when we read verses in the Gita, which says Sri Bhagavan uvacha, vacha means speech. So Sri Bhagavan uvacha, Krishna, the Supreme Lord said, and then the verse is given. So, Vachamsi uh, Vaikunta Gunar Navarane. His power of speech is focused on the topics of the Supreme Lord uh, in the spiritual world. Gunar uh, of He's speaking about the Vaikunta guna. The qualities of Vaikunta. We also sing it's there in the Um, Uh, the spiritual master is engaged in serving the Lotus Feet of Sri Sri Radha Madhava Uh, Madhurya lila guna rupa nam nam he's absorbed in their their Madhurya lila, their pastimes of love Guna, Rupa, Nam Nam, and he's absorbed in the Guna, the qualities of Radha and Krishna. Guna, Rupa, their forms. Nam Nam, their names. These are all transcendental um, aspects and qualities of the Supreme Lord, which are non-different from him. So, just as the spiritual master is fully engaged in uh, lila, pastimes, Guna, qualities, vila guna, rupa, the forms, nam nam, the names. So, Maharajan Brish, vachamsi Vaikunta, guna-anavarne. He's speaking on topics of the Lord with this power of speech. And he's not talking about mundane things. Although he's a king, he has to engage in management and you know, palace business. So many things a king has to do: fighting wars, defeating the enemies, uh, managing the treasury, overseeing taxation of the kingdom, uh, military matters, providing protection to all the citizens. There's so many things that a king has to do. He's an executive. He's the chief executive. But unlike modern chief executives, uh, Maharajambarish was a real Chattraya and not just a Shudra, the real Chattraya. But he's also Krishna conscious. So that is, that's called Rajarshi. Raja means king and Rishi means a saintly person. So there are these great saintly kings, the Rajarshis, who not only they were kings, but they were very Krishna conscious. Just like yudhisthira and the Pandavas, they're chhatriyas, but they're extraordinarily Krishna conscious. <laughs> so much so that Krishna is their friend and comes and hangs out with them. Uh, so this is Rajarshi, this is not ordinary Raj. But Chamsi Kadal He engaged his hands in cleaning the temple of the Lord. Mandira Marjana means cleaning the temple, Uh, that's a very nice Krishna conscious meditation. Sweeping Krishna's floor, or blowing the eucalyptus leaves (coughs) off of Krishna's pavers (laughs) that we do here. And every devotee should be engaging in some way or another, it's not very difficult when you're just walking from here to there and you see some trash or something, didn't you? pick it up and throw it away properly. That's mar, mar, uh, marjana, mandira marjana. So this is a very Krishna conscious activity. So Maharaj Parish was doing like this. And he was engaging his legs and walking to the temple. And his sense of touch, his hands, he was touching the devotees. You know, patting them on the back, shaking their hands, offering. Yes, just like that. That's Krishna consciousness. Um, So in this way, there's actually three verses that describe in detail. Marj Ambri, engaging all his senses in the service of the Lord. So the senses can be engaged in the service of Krishna or unfortunately they may also be uh, engaged in sense gratification. So, um, Krishna conscious is to make a conscious choice to choose Krishna. So we're consciously choosing Krishna. That is Krishna consciousness. What's going on here with the drum? <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, well, we need a table with extended legs. <laughs> So the drama is doing direct service on the altar instead of just getting whacked. It's also uh it's offered to Krishna. <coughs> so just see. That is a practical example of using everything in Krishna's service, although a bit of an unusual one I must say. I know sometimes people like to use the harmonium as a table for their keys and their cell phones, but that should not be done actually. I was talking to one of my friends in Alachua one day, a contemporary of mine, a senior devotee, and he had put his water bottle on the harmonium, and he lived for many years in Mysore, and I said, you did not take the Harmonium Etiquette 101 course at the Mayapur Institute. He was very involved in education. He helped start the Mayapur Institute. I said, you did not take the Harmonium Etiquette 101 course, which states that thou shalt not place thy water bottle on the harmonium, or thou shalt not place thy stuff. Uh, because these instruments are sacred, this is a somewhat of an exception, I would say as someone who's, since today's verse, is talking about uh, music and dancing, the Gandharvas. The Gandharvas are expert musicians. Uh, but they're also residents of the Swarga loka, the heavenly realm, and they're meant to do their singing for the pleasure of Krishna. Now we know there's one example of one Gandharva who was not engaging his talents in the service of Krishna. Um, I forget his name right now so they were having a uh, a sankirtan festival and everybody's hearing and chanting the glories of Krishna and this Gandharva he was off in the side of the sankirtan festival and Prabhupada said he's singing cinema songs um, in the company of a group of women so Is his name Uvabharana? Who knows? Narda Muni in his previous life. He was cursed. To take birth as the son of a Shudrani. So, on earth. Even though he was in that highly elevated um, position on the heavenly planets as a very talented singer. Because he misused, he wasn't singing for Krishna. He was singing, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so there he was cursed. You are not fit to be here in the heavenly planets. You go take birth on the earth as a a lowly son of a Shudrani. Uh, So his mother was engaged uh, in cleaning and helping run the inn of an innkeeper. And then one time during the Chaturmasya, some wandering sadhus came there. So when they generally the sadhus who are mendicants, during the rainy season, they stop their wandering and traveling and they stay in one place for the four months because it's what? It's raining all the time. So it makes travel a little difficult. So they just stay in one place and they focus on their hearing and chanting in that one place. And they follow the regular principles of the Chaturmasya, which really means they don't shave, they only eat once a day, um, and they focus on hearing and chanting. So, this group of sadhus, Prabhupada calls them the Bhakti Vedantas, they came to this inn where Narada Muni's mother was serving and she was taking care of them. And he was a little boy about five years old. So, he was also helping his mother in her service and um, so he took the remnants of food that the sages the sadhus were taking and he became purified and then the sadhus also blessed him and he got to hear them speaking krishna katha because they're sitting together discussing bhagavat Kata on a daily basis nityam bhagavat seviya and he became very purified And then they left and after that his mother um, lost her life and he was just a small child so he began wandering uh, throughout the creation through forests and mountains and cities and villages seeing all the wonders of the Lord's creation and um, he was chanting some mantras he heard from the sages and meditating And then he actually got the darshan of the Lord, because he was very, he became very advanced through the association of these sadhus. And then the Lord appeared within his heart, or before him, and he got that darshan. And then the Lord told him that, you will not see me again in this lifetime. And then he disappeared from his vision. But he continued on with his Krishna consciousness. And then in his next life, he became Nardamuni. So, uh, don't try this at home. Don't go in the corner while there's kirtan going on in the temple and sing some cinema songs, hoping you'll get cursed and then take birth and become Nardamuni in your next life. Does not, not everyone gets to do that. Uh, that's an exceptional circumstance but it shows the power of association with devotees so um, we are very fortunate that just like Narada Muni we have the association of devotees and we have the association of Srila Prabhupada he's right here and he's preaching to us every day through his books through his devotees uh, by engaging us in his (coughs) His movement, the movement of hearing and chanting and all the things we do in Krishna Consciousness here at the temple. The outreach, book distribution, nam, Prasad distribution. We are all feeling separation from the prashad distribution. But hopefully we were going to, once again, have that going as soon as possible. And and that connection we see there are many people here today the workers are building the shed, the gas companies here, putting in the new meters and so things are going on just not quickly enough for our tastes we prefer to see it all done very quickly, but it's taking too long <clears throat> so Prabhupada makes the distinction in the purport between that music and dancing for sense gratification, he says that's demoniac. but that same propensity music and dancing used in the service of Krishna is extremely wonderful and he makes an extraordinary statement here the same music and dancing when employed in glorifying the Supreme Lord as kirtan are transcendental and they bring about a life completely fit for spiritual enjoyment. So when one uh, tastes one's happiness on the spiritual platform and not on the material platform, that is the life of Krishna consciousness. Shravanam Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, hearing and chanting about Krishna, remembering the Lord's lotus feet, nam all the processes of devotional service. Uh, worshiping the deity, uh, becoming the servant of the Lord, being a friend to the Lord, surrendering everything. That was explained by Bhakti No Manasa Deho Geha, Geho Yokichu Mor, Arpiluntula Pade Nandikishore. My dear Krishna, everything I have, manasa, my mind, deho, my body. Geho, my home, or for most devotees, my room. Manasa, deho Geho, Jokichu, Arpilutuopadhi, Nanda All these things belong to you, I offer these to you. Nanda kishore, O youthful son of Maharaj Nanda. So that is the prayer of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. There's another prayer here I had made a note of. That sometimes we sing here in the morning. Uh, the Arunadaya Kirtan. And this song is talking about the holy names of Krishna. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Krishna Nam Shura Koriya Pran. jurao Bhakti Binora Pran, Nama Bina Kichu Nahiko Aro, Chaula Bhuvana Majay. That um Krishna Nam drink the pure nectar of the holy name. So uh, the Bhagavatam makes a similar uh, statement in the uh, first chapter of the first canto. Pivata uh, Bhagavatam O devotees relish the nectar of Srimad Bhagavatam. And Bhakti Vinod, Thakur is saying, O devotees, Krishna Nam Shuda Kori drink this pure nectar of the holy name of Krishna and in that he says uh, there is nothing but the holy name to be had in the 14 worlds and it has filled the soul judao uh, bhaktivinoda prana this is the life and soul of bhaktivinoda takur prana means the life airs that circulate in the body so he's, <clears throat> he's showing us by his example that he has filled his soul with the Holy Name of Krishna, and he's exhorting everyone, drink this nectar of Krishna consciousness, of hearing and chanting, and it will fill your soul. And then you can come to understand that there's nothing else to be had. There's nothing else worth having in this life, in this world, within the whole material cosmos. He says, within the 14 worlds, there's nothing else but the Holy Name So fill your soul, drink this nectar, relish the nectar of Krishna Consciousness. And uh, that is available for everyone. You do not have to be on the platform of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. And please do not think that, yes, now I have become Bhakti Vinod Thakur, because I am chanting 16 rounds. No, you have not become Bhakti Vinod Thakur, but follow in the footsteps of Bhakti Vinod Thakur and make this Krishna consciousness your life and soul. This is what he's telling us to do. This is his instruction. Lord Chaitanya gives an instruction like that in the Shikshastikam. The first three verses, he's concentrating on the Holy Name. So in the famous, He's saying that make yourself qualified, be very meek and humble and simple and kirtaniya sadahari, always be engaged in chanting the holy name of the Lord. Kirtaniya sada, sada means always, kirtan, hari kirtan, always hari kirtan. And then, that is perfection in human life. That is the perfection. For all of us, that is the perfection. Um, And that doesn't mean go live in a cave and only chant Hare Krishna either. Bhakti Santa Saraswati told us, don't do that. Dushtamana. Don't be a rascal, you rascal mind. Dushtamana me kishara Vaishnava. What kind of devotee are you that you just want to go chant in a solitary place, but your real intention is that you want everyone to praise you. Oh look, he's become a great devotee. He's hearing me chanting. So don't do that just for profit, adoration and distinction. nama kevala horinamakevlakaitava that's actually a cheating, cheating path just to think, become puffed up and think yes, I'm the great devotee, everyone look at me one, we told this story before one, in Vrindavan, one man came into the temple and he observed the kirtan going on and so then he got down on the floor and started rolling around on the floor as if he were in some kind of transcendental ecstasy. Uh, but the devotees didn't pay any attention to him uh, because they had seen so many things in Vrindavan and they were trained by Prabhupada. One time Prabhupada was asked, so well, what if somebody comes and he's rolling on the ground in ecstasy? Prabhupada says, Then you can kick him. And if he gets up and becomes offended. You know, he wasn't really in ecstasy; he was just faking it. Because we were really in ecstasy, he wouldn't even notice that he was being kicked. <laughs> so that's the test, <laughs> the kick test. <laughs> Again, don't try this at home. So he's this man is rolling on the ground on the temple room floor in ecstasy, and the devotees just ignored him. They're just all yeah, turned away, facing the deities, chanting and he's looking around he sees everyone's ignoring him so he gets up, dusts himself off and he walks away <sniffs> Darn, didn't work he tried he was trying to get a little bit of get some attention so we don't want to be like that we want to attract Krishna's attention through our sincere chanting but not through some artificial display not like that In India there are many people that do like that. They put on a little show of ecstasy, a little display. But really their heart and their mind is somewhere else. It's not on Krishna. So we don't want to imitate it like that. Rolling the eyes and such things. Not to be imitated. And if one is actually on the platform, of experiencing ecstasy, one generally tries to not exhibit that before the public. But sometimes the devotee becomes so ecstatic they can't help it. But generally, one should not exhibit ecstatic symptoms. Sometimes Prabhupada exhibited just little touches, little traces of ecstatic symptoms. And the devotee, one time Prabhupada went into ecstasy, was stunned and he just stopped. He was on the Vyasa side, he just stopped and he was like suspended. Tears were coming from his eyes and the devotees were just like, you could hear a pin drop. And uh, later on in Prabhupada's room, one of the devotees said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, you went into that ecstasy, and Prabhupada kind of sheepishly said, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) sometimes that happens, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. Sometimes I do that, but I try to not do that. But occasionally it would, he would become a little bit overwhelmed, but normally not. He doesn't exhibit that, but he exhibited it a few times. Um, so we should not try to imitate such exalted uh, Mahabhava. These levels are far beyond us. Um, but we should aspire to be absorbed in hearing Krishna's holy name, uh, in relishing Krishna's pastimes, in reading Prabhupada's books, in speaking with one another about Krishna conscious subject matters. And at the same time we have to take care of business. We have to do so many things to take care of business. Because we, are, we have this temple and people are coming And we're also going out, so we have things to do, practical things to arrange. And that was always highly appreciated by Prabhupada, that someone would do some practical service and take care of things nicely. All right, so I had a lot more here, but I will leave that aside for another time and open up the floor for discussion now. One or two questions at least. Yes. I don't really understand the translation. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah, it's this is one that Dravida needs to revisit. With a laugh full of deep significance, the worshipful Brahman then evolved by his own loveliness, which seems to enjoy itself by itself, the hosts of Gandharvas and Absaravas. So after Brahma cast off the, his body, subtle body in the form of the twilight which the demons took to uh, as a beautiful woman to enjoy and then Brahma had a little laugh about that. Okay, <laughs> that's done. And he moved on to his next thing he did. He's in the process of creation here. Cosmic engineering, you know, he's, he's a very passionate personality. He's doing a lot of stuff. So then he evolved the Gandharvas and the Apsaras. He manifests them. Um, And they were manifest from his quality of loveliness, which is a higher sentiment of a human being. So the Gandharvas and the Apsaras are artists. Musicians, artists, dancers. They're very talented. They're like billions of times more talented than the most talented pop stars like Madonna and Michael Jackson. I remember one time I heard uh, Radhanath Swami had a class in uh, some devotee's house in Maryland in Germantown, Maryland. He gave this program and it was right after Michael Jackson had passed away and he was comparing the dancing of Krishna on the hoods of the Kali Serpent as the Spiritual dancing par excellence, and then he gave the example of Michael Jackson as the cold, pale, lifeless imitation of christian's dancing. Now, Michael Jackson was, of course, a very talented singer and dancer, although he's a complete nutcase, according to those who hung out with him. Uh, but still, very talented from childhood. He had hit records when he was like 12, 11, 12 years old with a high voice. Uh, So he was empowered with Shakti of artistry. Uh, So, but a billion times beyond that is the artistry, the singing and the dancing of the Gandharvas and the Apsaras. So they are created by Lord Brahma out of his loveliness. So sometimes we see a person, and Lord Brahma has a lot of great qualities, okay? He's not just like a cosmic engineer, a guy with like a shovel in one hand and a pair of blueprints in the other hand, you know, and a cell phone on his belt and big boots. He's not like that. He's a highly evolved pure devotee. So he has this sense of, of artistry and loveliness. And from that he manifests the Gandharvas and the Apsaras. So that's what's happening here. Now, the statement that his own loveliness would seem to enjoy itself by itself is almost a cryptic, zen-like statement, I find. Um, so the loveliness was like manifesting its energy and it personified in the shape of the hosts of Gandharvas and Apsaras. Does that make it more clear? Yes. Thank you. Pretty cool stuff the Lord Brahma has, he has a sensitive side and um, he's using that in the manifest, manifesting different types of living entities because here we're in the process of him creating different things and so one of the things he's creating is these great musicians and dancers. Oh yeah, oh yeah our Priya, she wishes she was as beautiful as in Gandharva. But in her own mind, she thinks that she is. But uh, a woman wants to be like as beautiful as in Gandhara or Napsara. Yes? Uh, just in the Brahma there's another person talking about Krishna saying that his unique loveliness Charming, charming millions of, of cupids. cupids, yes. Yes, his loveliness is so potent that even the cupids are like, Wow. They're bewildered. They're, they're cupids. They're the ones who bewilder everyone else with beauty and love and such things. And then they see Krishna, Kandarpa Kulti, Kamaniya, Vishesha They see Krishna and they're like, wow. That is, they're just disarmed and charmed. And the Krishna conscious person, Srila Prabhupada, also manifests this uh, charming quality. He could charm people, like parents of devotees who were disgruntled. <laughs> he would charm them sometimes. And airline stewardesses and other people in the public. He would charm them and disarm them with his loveliness, his purity, his Christian consciousness. Nice point. Thank you. Yes? Isn't there, uh, speaking of Narada Muni, when he would come and visit the devotees when they were doing a static kirtan? Prabhupada said that. There was one program that the devotees were having kirtan. They rented a hall and practically nobody came. And the devotees were lamenting. Oh, we spent the money, we rented this hall, nobody came. Prabhupada said, oh? You did not see Narada Muni? You did not see the demigods? The devotees were like, no. I didn't see him." Prabhupada, you did not see? Prabhupada saw them. There was that one story that um, Prabhupada was laughing at, in the devotee said, why are you laughing for Prabhupada? He said that Narada Muni was, that story is something that Narada Muni was just cracking up, seeing the devotees the all that Narada Muni came appeared at I think it was just in L.A., and uh, Prabhupada said, Narada Muni was laughing. He said, just see the malicious chanting Hare Krishna. Wow, how wonderful is that. laughing, enjoying that. So we want to please Narada Muni. Make him chuckle and enjoy by our kirtan, our chanting. Sincere kirtan. All right, anything else? Thank you all very much for your kind attention. You look for party in the Bhagavatam mm-hmm. also